We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to The Corner. I'm Kel Dansby. And I'm Andreas Hale. And we are two journalists who cover wrestling, boxing, and MMA, but we also love hip-hop. You may think those worlds don't blend, but shit, it's episode 21, so by now, you better know we make it work. Yeah, you figure it out, man. (laughs) On this week's episode, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about... Ronda Rousey versus Chris Cyborg. Will it happen? Can she cut the weight? We're going to talk about Mayweather's top five that Andres hates. Disgusted. We're going to talk about the passing of Sean Price. And we're going to talk about NXT Brooklyn tickets going for a grand on the resale. Yeah, man. Crazy. And someone I know is about to pocket some of that cash. Indeed. But first, we got to talk about Geno Smith getting punched in the grill. Yo, contact sports turned to combat sports. Geno Smith, over $600, gets punched in out for, what is he out for, eight weeks? Yeah, so, six to ten. Jesus Christ. That's that's a good part of the, the Jets season. Um, I mean, what, he might miss four games right now? There's four preseason games left. Probably miss four games, maybe six. The Jets are scrambling for a QB. Trying Ryan, to get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Trying to get Rex Grossman. Trash. Garbage. Dude, <laughs> all right. Let's let's just talk about this because what kind of shitty luck do you have to have if you're a football team where your starting quarterback gets punched in the mouth by a linebacker and gets his jaw broke over a $600 plane ticket? Yo, this is what happens when your your quarterback's a clown. Geno's a decent quarterback on the field. He had good potential. Off the field, he seems like a clown. 
and you don't you don't know who to joke with. Like it seems like he's a guy who gets punched in the face regularly, and this is the first time he got his jaw broken. So we're hearing about it. Yo, to get sucker punched, like you had to really piss somebody off, right? Like you had to really make somebody mad for a teammate to say "fuck the season" and just punch you in the mouth. A six round draft pick, like his money ain't guaranteed. Yo, he got waved. Yo, Yo he's he so hurt right team. now. He is tight right now. He just missed out on like three hundred k. No one else is gonna pick him up because he's just injuring quarterbacks. It's not the way to go. You you got to know when to punch someone in the face. That's when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, has any watched an episode of Ballers yet? Like, don't get your shit right, man. Like, all right. So with Geno Smith, the fact of the matter is he's kind of below average. It's not. It's not really that. Good. He's young, but yeah, he's I don't not care. That great. Like he he had a great season at West Virginia. People thought he was going to be great. He came to the league and just started throwing picks. Like the man was just getting intercepted by everybody. Didn't matter who he was throwing to. It was a pick. If it, yeah, second I remember se- when he was supposed to be first overall pick. Exactly. To the second round. Exactly. He was in the in the running for the Heisman, and he ended up being trash. So, I, you know, if I'm the just, I don't really miss him. Like, Fitzpatrick's serviceable, but you're going to lose anyway. Like, you're the they Jets. Got Bryce Petty. Bryce Petty better start by, like, week two. That, yeah. I mean, Geno might not have a job. By the end of the season, Geno may not even be a Jet anymore. So, Jets fans, I'm sorry, but your team has sucked. They always sucked. They will suck forever. I'm surprised they ain't cut Geno. I mean, at this point, shit, you ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting nothing out of him. It's a contract year. You're probably gonna cut him at the end of the season anyway. If you guys lose all the time, maybe you get the top quarterback in this year's draft. That's the way to go because the the Jets got talent around them. It's just glass jaw Geno let him down. You know, you know who I really feel bad for? Eric Decker. <laughs> so who's gonna throw him the ball now? Ain't nobody throw that shit to Eric Decker anyway. Like <laughs> Brandon Marshall showed up, Eric Decker's just collecting the check. Yo, Decker was here as a good second option, is but somebody gotta get you the ball. Like him leaving Denver, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna leave Denver. I'm gonna blow up." Where the Jets was he like got that money. Sucks. Peyton Manning gets most people paid. It's crazy. Like you just play with Peyton, and people are like, "Yo, you're fucking amazing." Let me give you $100 million or something. You leave, you're whack. And if you're a decent, I mean, if you're an above average wide receiver who never really blew up like Emmanuel Sanders, you go to that and you're like, oh, shit, I'm about to get paid. Easy. Oh my God, but Geno Smith, you go play with Geno Smith, you're not getting shit. Nah. But a broken jaw. Eric Decker might as well just run around New York, hang out in Soho, do the cool shit in New York, like, because you're not getting the ball thrown to you. Nah. You got Fitzpatrick now and Geno with a glass jaw. Yeah. Imagine when Geno comes back. We talked about Rory coming back after getting his nose broken and shattered. Gino can't come back from his jaw being shattered. For $600? Why'd you just pay the man? Yo, they said it was a a sucker punch. What dictates a sucker punch? Like, I haven't seen someone get, like, just sneaked in a second. Well, I've seen that shit a lot. (laughs) A no-look punch? Like, if I'm not looking at you and you punch me in the mouth, you a sucker. Like, that was a sucker punch. I'm going to call that the Nate Diaz. Yeah. Like we saw like last week, you just catch him with them. That's that's kind of how it rolls. But you can't sucker punch someone in the NFL locker room. Like you got to see him coming. Like I'm assuming he walked up, and said, "Where's my money?" Gino went to say something. He punched him in the face. I hope Gino didn't borrow money from a sixth round draft pick. I think it's like a bet. Like the plane ticket was like is. a bet or some shit. You got to come through on your bets. You can't bet everyone. Well, you that's pay one them, thing. Man. Everyone in the NFL is not a choir boy. When you owe somebody money or owe him a ticket, you kind of want to cash in on that. You PayPal that man. Get him his loot. Don't get punched in the mouth for $600 if you're an punched NFL player. in the mouth. Disrespectful. There'll be an episode next season about this. Something. With this Yo. punch. Like, where'd he catch him from around the corner? Gino's just chilling, talking, drinking some Gatorade after practice. He just looks around and just, pow, right in the jaw. I'm telling you, next season of Ballers, there's going to be an episode dedicated to this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, when SVU 
the swagger jacks, everything that's happening. They have like the Chris Brown one and shit. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, ballers is just gonna take everything. They missed out on a Ray Rice debacle, but there's a lot of shit they can catch. Yeah, great season of ballers, by the way. And I know we're like we're like way off what we usually talk about, but I really like ballers. We always talk about people getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. And so, you know, this time the NFL happened to fall into our demographic. Hey, you get punched in the mouth, you're going to get talked about. Gino, shut the fuck up. Pay up. <sighs> Jets fans can never win, man. No, never. That, <sighs> That's their life. It brings us to our early pound for pound segment, uh, our usual weekly top five list. Five athletes we want to see fight, whether it's boxing, UFC, any type of MMA. What five athletes would you want to see just step in the octagon and get down? I'm gonna, I'll start this week. Yeah. Number one, Shaq. I've always wanted to see Shaq fight. Like, it's just something he just looks clumsy and shit. I feel like Shaq would have bombed jujitsu. See, I don't. I think Shaq is just, like, super clumsy. But I think he's one of those guys, like, if he catches you, it, you're going down. Like, you're going to sleep, going night-night. Who'd he slap? I can't remember. God damn. Shaq slapped somebody? Yeah, you don't remember this? Nah, I ain't fucking with damn, Shaq. Damn, I can't even think. Somebody on the Kings. It was years ago. I remember when Kobe got slapped, though, with the two-piece. Al, uh, Alvin Roberts. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Shake. Shake's over here. He's going to be our information guy. When we can't remember shit, <laughs> Shake will be the info guy. But, yeah, like if Shaq gets in, if I see Shaq in an MMA fight fighting at a heavyweight, I don't think he can cut to the 265 limit. But let him squab. I, I just want to see it happen. So Shaq, number one. Number two, I just want to see Kobe Bryant fight because nobody likes him. He got two-piece. I mean, Kobe probably has the worst hands in the world. Hey, Chris Childs is still living it up. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Childs is a New York hero. <laughs> Chris Childs is somewhere right now, broke. I hope he's not really broke because he'd be pissed he, off if he listens. He this. might be broke. But he's broke and he's like telling his kids, like, yo, I punched Kobe in the face. Twice. Yo, I can see that as like the picture on his lock screen. It's just him just two piece <laughs> of Kobe. Like, it's his whole fucking life still. Yeah, there's, I've always wanted to see Kobe just fight because he'd be the most hated fighter in all of MMA boxing. It doesn't even matter what. If he was miniature golfing, I'd like to see him fight. Yeah, he's an ultimate heel. Like, People yeah. just want to punch him in the Negative face. Right? Um, three, Bill Lambeer, because Bill Lambeer, I think, can still throw him. I think Bill Lambeer is the toughest white guy on the planet. Like, hands down. Still. Well, like, <laughs> in Detroit, you never wanted to cross paths with Bill Lambeer. And when Bill rolled up on you, you backed down. You were just like, nah, I don't want none of this. He's built for MMA, by the way. He just elbows all day. Just throw Close him range off. elbow. Like, if, he, if Bill, like, got suspended... Like, Daniel would have called him and be like, yo, you got a weekend? You want to get in the octagon? <laughs> you can win the heavyweight title. Let's do it. So, Bill Lambert, number three. Uh, Ron Artest, number two. Um, Dirty Ron would be his nickname because Ron just looks like he just, like, he would, his entrance would come from the bleachers, right? Like, he would, like, it would be the malice at the palace everywhere. Like, that's what I, just everywhere Ron Artest rolled up, it'd just be him fighting somebody. He's like Paul Harris. Yeah, he'd be like Rusamar Paul Harris. He never let go of leg locks. Like, he'd be choking little kids. He'd talk shit about your family. He probably robbed your house before he fought you. Like Ron Artest seems like that guy. Not Metal World Peace. I, I was don't about to say which one. I don't know who that is. Not Metal Love's World Peace. Pandas or whatever. He no, was at the end. not him. Not him. Ron the guy Artest. who laid down. Queens, Ron Artest. Yeah, Malice at the Palace got a, a cup of water and just went nuts running in the stands. That's the guy I want to see fight. Talking about that, Jermaine O'Neal should have made my list. He did not. But that was one hell of a punch he threw in the Malice in the Palace. Oh, at the fan? Yeah, when he came, like, sliding in from the side. Yo. Wow, that shit's amazing. Sliding in your DMs like Jermaine O'Neal. Because <laughs> was sliding. Um, and number one is, uh, I guess I have to be Ray Rice, just because of where he's at right now. Ronda Rousey wants to fight a man named Floyd Mayweather. Fight Ray Rice. Why not? Janae, you cannot get involved. You cannot defend your man. You've already got your ass whooped one time. Tag out. This is on Ray Rice. 
Let him defend his honor. And never mind, it doesn't need to be against a woman. Let him fight a man. Just let it happen. Ray Rice ain't trying to fight nobody no more. Nah, he's not trying to put hands on anything. Anybody. <laughs> like, he's going to fumble the football. He's like, ooh, shit, I'm going to hurt it. Like, he's not touching anybody anymore. So that's my list. Kel, who's, who Damn, that's a good list. Good list. Uh, I'll start five to one then. Five, I want to see Steve Smith fight. All these training camp fights, he he just got hands. Like, you just look at Steve and be like, damn, Steve got hands. He fights every single training camp. When he was with the Panthers, he broke someone's nose. When he was uh, with the Ravens last year, he fought. Steve Smith gets down. He just yeah. announced his retirement. Shit, he might have a career after football. Yep. Come get in the octagon real quick. Why not? Just just to see. And he'd probably make like 185, 170 he could cut yeah. down. That'd be one hell of a division for him. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode in the cage. I, I feel like he's just mad quiet. He'd cut a great promo. Get in there. Let's see what you can do. Yo, the pro will be like, yo, Marshawn, you know why I'm here. Yeah. That'd be it. That'd be the whole promo. Like, Imagine Dana White talking to him. Yep. They, you know why I'm here. You know, like when they stare each other down, they'd be like, you got any questions? You know why I'm here. I'll be like, shit, I got to fight him? He knows Him and Skittles. That'd be sponsored by Skittles everywhere he goes. Skittles on uh, UFC yeah, don't allow that. They'd have to make a special rule. Yeah, you know, Skittles. but Marshawn wouldn't fight then. He'd, nah, have he'd have, be a Bellator. If Marshawn yeah. fought, he'd be a Bellator guy. He would. He would. Three, LeBron, just because it's fucking LeBron. I want to see LeBron do everything. He's like John Jones on steroids. Like, I just want to see him get knocked to God and just fucking crazy heel kick somebody. Mm. Let's go. Yeah. LeBron put in a Kimura or something I can see. Like, he'd just be skilled in everything. Just have that like sad the, crying face. Yeah, ah. just a crazy yeah, okay. ground game and everything. So, LeBron is three. Two, J.J. Watt. <laughs> just because I think J.J. Watt would seriously kill someone. He's like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he is. If he fought heavyweight right now, he's the champion. If he was like, I'm retiring from the NFL... I'm going to start training, and I want to sign Dana White. Hey, Dana White signed me to UFC. It's fucking on because J.J. Watt is winning a title, especially yeah. that heavyweight division. You tr- that's true. That's very I'm true. I'm putting my money down on him right now. And number one, I want to see Serena fight. I was just going to say, I forgot you Serena Williams. God damn. Serena, Serena versus Cyborg would be one hell of a fight. She's from Compton, too? Quits. Oh, set trip. Crip walking on people at the Olympics and shit? Yo, that's that's rap. That's a, Serena... In any realm, I'd love to see her fight. Listen, if I could get Dre and Kendrick to perform a song from Compton while Serena walks out to the ring to fight Cyborg, that'd be fucking great. Yeah. Imagine Dre up on the podium. That they dope. had for Connor, man, Forget Dre would be like Sinead O'Connor. Yep. Set that shit on fire. Like, that'd be great. I was just thinking that. What are you going through this? I was like, damn, I forgot to put she a woman She took those there. pictures with, like, her abs and stuff. Serena. Yo. She was doing, like, the splits and shit. Yo, Common, Drake, all those guys. I wonder what. I can know, see it. Serena made you their her bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for real. Like Common, yeah. She fucked the beard off of Common. I know it. <laughs> God, uh, Drake still goes to her shade. Future was at her shows. I wonder if Future Future Hive is getting Future, a little bit Future of uh, ready for that. A little bit of Serena. No, that dirty sprite ain't ready for Serena. You gotta. He gotta bounce back after Sierra. Then. Went up with Russ and then Baby Futures all over the place and shit. Yeah. Best revenge is getting with Serena. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, talking about top five lists, now that ours are over, Floyd Mayweather put out his top five list. Yeah, so if anybody was watching, it kind of happened in the background. Floyd went on ESPN Deportes, and they asked him, was, you know, in Spanish. Nobody spoke English on the show. It was weird because he understood everything, but he didn't. It was one of those things where they're like, oh, por qué? And Floyd was like, yeah, and they just went and did stuff. So they had a top five <laughs> pound-for-pound list. 
And Floyd got to pick his top five pound for pound list of all time. Of course, he put himself at number one. You already call yourself the best ever. I'm not mad at that. People were pissed. I wasn't mad at that. You think you're the best ever? Why wouldn't you put yourself number one? Because that shit's weird. Like, you got to have some humility. That's Floyd? Floyd, I'm surprised he didn't put himself five through one. Just straight Dylon, 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 and Dylon. See, that, see like, I would have accepted that. That's Floyd. I would have accepted that because then he wouldn't have to deal with any of this shit that's about to come from me. Number two, he had Roberto Duran. And he was high like, for Duran. It's very high for Durant because Sugar Ray Leonard beat him twice. So why? And Leonard's not even on his list. But he has Durant up there because he said he won the titles from lightweight to 168 pounds, um, super middleweight. Durant was all over the place. But he doesn't belong number two. Number three is the one that I just don't get is Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker. What? Like, as good as a defensive fighter as Pernell was, Pernell doesn't stack up to some of the other names like Sugar Ray Robinson, who also didn't make the list. You Willie know Pimp. Mayweather loves fucking defense, though. He does. But the other thing is, Pernell Whitaker beat Roger Mayweather. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, number four, Julio Cesar Chavez, the, probably the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Um, top 10, yeah. Top five, no. Yeah. And number five, Muhammad Ali. Goddamn, Floyd. Like, five for Ali. Like, this is the same person that said on uh first take with Stephen A. Smith that you will never brainwash me into thinking that Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Robinson are better than me and his rationale for putting Muhammad Ali as number five was that he said he only fought in one weight class like that's his fault like Muhammad Ali could bounce around to other weight classes yeah he was a heavyweight you can't go anywhere <laughs> else from there um they lost to Leon Spinks when Leon Spinks only had seven fights Leon Spinks was a world title he had he was a heavyweight champ um, Ali was at the tail end of his career Whatever And he should have lost All three fights to Ken Norton He should have Could have But he didn't Ali did beat him A couple times um, Floyd should have lost Two fights then too Well that's what I'm saying yeah, like, I mean there's what Two or three fights Well Castillo who, is the Castillo, guy Castillo one is, and two Well no He he handily won two One is the yeah, fight that Two was closer thought. on the cards Than one Shouldn't have been though It was That was a blowout But it's, it's whatever You know leave the fight In the hands of the judges Shit happens You can't really Hold that against Muhammad Ali You can't hold that against Somebody who was in exile for three years, fought the best heavyweights of all time. Like when we talk about guy, the resume of Muhammad Ali is amazing. Yeah, it's deep. Frazier, you over know, what two decades? Yeah, then? like yeah, he was and he was doing it forever. And it's like to have him at at five, and then he was like, well, you know, we rank. He's like, let's not get brainwashed. We rank him on this list because you know what he did uh, for the civil for African Americans during the civil rights era. That's true. So, and that's how I kind of feel. Like, are you jealous? Is it like what's wrong with that? I mean. But as a, as terms of a boxer, yes, there's a reason why we call Ali the greatest because he wasn't just doing it outside of the ring; he was doing it in the ring, probably the fastest heavyweight we've ever seen. And his he jaw, was the total package of of everything. Could speak, he can promote. He was himself. everything. Uh, he took the stance in civil rights. The name change obviously is like crazy, and he, he just had that aura. It's captivating, and then he proved it in the ring. Yeah, like I have a DVD. There's a DVD called I think it's called The Great. It's called Muhammad Ali. And it has every single fight. And I watched it like a billion times growing up as a kid. And I watched it. And as I got older, I was like, yo, he was, like, was really that good. The only thing that you ever watched about Muhammad Ali, and it was funny because I was talking to Roger Mayweather about this. And he asked a bunch of people in the room. He was like, what's the one thing Muhammad Ali didn't do? He never went to the body. If you ever watch Ali fights, he never hit anybody in the body. It's amazing that he won fights not going to people's body. <laughs> it was very rare they threw the body shot. But he still won. And he still beat, you know, like to, the fact that he transcended the sport – the fact that he changed his game when he fought George Foreman, who should have killed him. George Foreman should have killed anybody he yeah, fought that Yeah, I mean, George Foreman was a beast at that time. To put him at number five just kind of reeks of hate in some ways to me. You know, like, 
To put Pornell Whitaker ahead of Muhammad Ali is That's egregious. That's just ridiculous. Though. You know, and to not put Sugar Ray Robinson on your list, a guy who's had 200 fights and well over 100 knockouts, it's like, come on. Come I put on Ray Robinson, I guess, ahead of Ali, which it, is kind of blasphemy for some people, but it's, but it's not. Ali's like, like two. You know, it's Ali, and Ali, Willie Pep, and Sugar Ray Robinson are the, you know, hands down for a lot of people, the top three fighters of all time in some kind of order. Henry Armstrong, too. But, you know, a lot of the guys like Willie Pep, you didn't see their fights. They didn't have a lot of tape of them back exactly. in the day. But Which YouTube has a lot of that shit now. You can find it. There's a lot of reels getting put up. So, but I just don't understand. Like Floyd, what are you doing? Like Pernell Whitaker? That's this is my biggest gripe. To put Pernell <laughs> ahead of like you can put yourself ahead of Ali. That's fine because you're you and you believe that. I'm not mad at him for that. But come on, Pernell Whitaker better than Ali? Really? Nah, he's out of his damn mind. Pernell Whitaker, what is maybe? I have, I've seen him ranked 18th through 20th on most He's people's a, list. It's hard to even see him that good. Like, like to not have Roberto, like you have Roberto Duran, to not have Hagler, Hearns, or Leonard in your top five. Yeah. They all have to be ahead of Whitaker. Yeah, they, it's all like of them. all of them. Joe Lewis, who he doesn't have on his list. I mean, hell, you can have Rocky Marciano, your boy, ahead of hey. Pernell Whitaker. He ended his career undefeated. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like hard. You said, uh, we're talking. Off air, and you said lost four of his last fights. Yeah, I mean, four fi- he he was last five. he was o three and won no contest. It was a fight that he won. He got caught doing cocaine. It's Pernell Whitaker. He just did coke. <laughs> coke was designer. Like you know, you do cocaine, you got dough. You do crack, you have no dough. What up, John Jones? Right. Yeah. So he lost. He lost to De La Hoya Trinidad, and he's lost some bum. Um, before that, he lost a to a middling fighter. I think it was fifteenth fight. And he, the fight he should have won that everybody thought he should have beat was Julio Cesar Chavez, where he ended up with a draw. I thought he should have won that fight, too. But, no. Like, come on, Floyd. Like, we know you love defense, but that's just – that's disrespectful. Well, there's one person that said they can get Floyd the L. Oh, Ronda. Right now. Yeah. Ronda. Hey. Come, I ain't mad. Come cash his fade. I'll, look, I'm, I'm not mad. How can I be mad at Ronda for saying, you know what, no rules and we could do this? I'll be Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I'm glad she made it clear, like, okay, this is not a boxing match. I'm not going to outbox Mayweather. Right. No one is. But we go, no rules. You just put us in a cage and say, go at it. I mean, they're close in weight. Yeah, they're I mean, they could fight. the exact same weight. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at that. No, I'm not mad at that fight at all. Um, if it goes to the ground, I'm taking Ronda. Yeah, but that's my problem. I don't think it goes to the ground. I, I mean, look, this is all hypothetical, and there's going to be some woman that's going to send us like a tweet or something was like, you guys are so disrespectful about women. Floyd would beat her ass if they were standing up because he's had practice beating up women. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's a low blow. That was, <laughs> hey. Well set up, though. Well yeah, set like up. you just, I just threw it up. I don't, I don't necessarily mean it 100%, maybe 70 Yeah, you do. Yeah, so... But it, but my point is is that it's a man and a woman, and a man is always going to be stronger than a woman because we are physical makeup. At the same weight class, we're just naturally stronger than a woman. All and right. Floyd is the best boxer on the planet. It's not like we're putting Ronda in there against a flyweight, right, who she can kind of toss around. She's fighting the best boxer on the she planet. She tosses around. Like, her training partner is like a buck seven. She do. But this is something that the she fight starts. She hip toss. Like, I swear to God, she'll hip toss a guy at 190 with those judo toss. She's got to let you get your hands on him. Floyd's kind of key. He's kind of quick. She takes a lot of punches from women. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Floyd hits you with a two-piece in eight-ounce gloves, you're going to sleep. <laughs> you're going night-night. So, but you never know. Anything can happen. No rules, shit. She could bring a foreign weapon. Word, I'll take that. I wonder if they put odds on that. If it was like fifteen to one, Floyd, <laughs> yo, it'd be closer. I'd take Ronda. It'd be closer than this Birdo fight. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Ronda get better odds at the Birdo. Yo, if Birdo comes in around eighty to one, someplace, I'm going I'm right telling, now. I'm, I'm taking a money. flyer. Floyd's going to take a dive. I'll drop the, twenty on it real quick. 
It'd be the biggest troll in boxing history. Floyd is like, all right, I'm going to fight Berto. You all think he can beat me? I'm going to take a dive. And then I'm going to laugh when I get up. <laughs> and I'm rich. You probably bet on it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, yo, I put my put $20 million dollar purse on me. I mean, I'm Berto, 80 to 1 odds. And I'm super rich. My kids can't eat this undefeated record. They can eat all, eat all this money. That's a shitload of money. Yo. <laughs> yo I, That'd be the greatest dive in sports history. It's been. And just walk away. I'm out. Yeah. Well, it's been a week since we talked about the Birdo announcement, right? Yeah. And I still feel like shit with this fight. Like, as the week has passed, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll feel better about this fight. No. Not well, looking forward to it? Nope. Not counting down the days? Nope. But we got like a month. It's like Like, the days. fact that, like, I know we're not completely in a boxing segment yet, but the fact that the Gennady Golovkin fight is October 17th, and Roman Martinez is on the undercard of that fight against Valora, the Hawaiian Punch, dude, that card right there is already better, than, more competitive than Mayweather's fight. They had to, though, because, I mean, selling Golovkin as a pay-per-view, you kind of have to give a good card, well, too. I mean, it's not going to do nowhere near the... Well, shit. I want to say... Well, now it's, the card is really good. Yeah, the card is solid. I still don't know, like, people are going to buy this Mayweather fight. I wouldn't... For $65, there's no way. Like, Keith Thurman said the best. He's like, I'm not. I wouldn't pay for that shit. Most of us, we're going to find a way to watch it. Thurman's like, a little yeah. sour, though. But he yeah. should be. Like, should have took the Spence fight. And I'm against it. But shit, if Mayweather's never going to fight you, just fight whoever's out there. Spence, Pull a Mayweather and fight someone before like before their prime. Like, if you're going to fight Spence, I guess fight now. That's what I said. You fight him, you don't wait till he gets better. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you don't do that. And Spence... You know, for people's information, we've been talking about him fighting on Mayweather's undercard. He's fighting on the 11th on Adonis Stevenson's trash card in Toronto. I don't even remember who Adonis Stevenson's fighting. He's trash. Well, he's not fighting Kovalev. You're damn right. He's going to get killed by Kovalev whenever it happens. He's just bowing out. Yo. Say what you want about him. Anybody who's seen Rocky IV and remembers when Apollo Creed got killed by (laughs) Ivan Drago, that's what would happen in Kovalev versus Adonis Stevenson. It's just the same kind of death. Hey, we got to see that Apollo movie sooner or later. Yeah, it's, it's they just have like, some feelings in November. Yeah, it doesn't come out till November. But your boy, I'm doing a cover story on Ring about the movie, so yes, I'll be seeing it well in advance with Look Michael at this B. Jordan. Guy. Michael B. Jordan, who was in the Fantastic Four, which sucked. But okay, <laughs> we, we won't spend too much time. Like, hey, Michael B. Jordan, great actor. He was even good in Fantastic Four, but that movie was garbage. Shit, you can watch. Uh, you're gonna watch a movie tonight, right? Yeah, I'm going to see Straight Outta Compton. Good choice. I'm, I got tickets for Thursday. I'm not lucky. Like, you you know, they give Andres everything. This guy just sees everything early and shit. I work hard for the money and the free swag. That's what I do. I don't pay. I for wish it. Virgil can just pop in right now on this show and just do like the, the smacking sound. Yeah. You know what that is? It's fu- if anybody, if you That's didn't. Exactly listen, what he was saying right now. If anybody listened to this show and didn't listen to last week's show, I need you to stop listening to this shit right now. Just put it on, put it on pause. Go back to last week's episode. One hour and ten minutes. Yeah, Mark. and go straight to the interview with Virgil from WWF and just zone out. <laughs> that shit was classic. Fourteen and a half, by the way. Pause. Midgets. Midgets in Olive Garden. Yo. And the leader of the NWO. That's, that's the synopsis. We right just there. sat around and kind of going, that, did that just happen? Did that... Did that interview just really happen? That shit was still the greatest interview I've, I've done. Like, I've, that shit's yeah. crazy. Like, I've had some weird interviews in my life. I've interviewed a lot of people. I've never had anything like that. You, you asked him what it was like to be a slave. Yeah. And what he <laughs> said, you ever seen a slave of 14 and a half inches? Like, you were quick on your feet, Virgil. Like, shit. I didn't expect him to come back with that. He was a slave, though. So. Yo, so many people hit me up about that interview, though. Like, not to get too sidetracked. But that shit is crazy. People are just like, yo, Andres is a fool. They just yeah. thought you were like so funny off of that shit. Like you were so deadpan. You were just like, no. 
Yeah, because he would ask me questions. I was like, I, I know he doesn't want me to react to this shit. You know, I wouldn't engage with him on that level. He's Virgil. I mean, he's... You should have entertained it. I, I tried, but nah. He he was just way out there. You know, he retweeted us. He really liked the episode, it seemed like. Did he do think he really listened to it? I I would assume he listened to it. I he hope sent so. it out to his whole fan base. Yeah. I wonder what his parents thought. I don't... Does Virgil listen, have a girlfriend? Absolutely Virgil, not. No, he has 1,700 playmates. Yeah, he bangs... One him, year. In one year. Like legend, I, was there seventeen hundred playmates total? By Listen, the, man, I'm not here to do math. <laughs> That's what the Asians that yeah, were in the all guards was doing. Yo, it was racist stuff. Like that was yeah, okay, Yo, that you was. You guys got to listen to this shit if you ever listen to. He dropped gems last week on the yeah, show. Straight bombs, straight bombs. <laughs> Hashtag fuck money. Yeah. Hashtag the corner. Indeed. Yeah, corner hive. <laughs> corner hive. Let's get it started, please. It's been like two weeks. Andres loves that shit. He was retweeting it all two episodes ago. The corner hive, it makes sense. You're selling a lot of fibs right now. Hey, we got sidetracked. We're talking about Ronda Rousey. Okay. Uh, we're talking about her versus Mayweather. But other news came out more relevant to the situation than a hypothetical matchup. Right. UFC 194, she was supposed to be on it against Cyborg. Tito Ortiz said they reached out to Cyborg. Get down to 135. It's on. Let's go. Dana White said, uh, I don't know what the fuck Tito Ortiz is talking about. No one here talked to Tito Ortiz. So both sides still maintain that somebody talked to him. What the hell was going on? Dude, I don't, inside, man. Yeah, I have no idea. I know I know. David, Dana was adamant that it, that conversation never happened. And I kind of believe him. Maybe somebody told somebody told somebody that, you know, hey, Ronda, you want to um, fight Cyborg if she gets on the run 35? And Ronda probably said, yeah. And then Cyborg, they asked her if she'd get 135. Somebody said, yeah. Even though Ron- Cyborg can't get to 135. I don't care what anybody said. She hired a nutritionist. She needs more than that. to 135. Yo, some people's body structure just doesn't allow you to lose she that kind of weight. She a lot of muscle. Yeah. And it's not getting to 135. That's necessarily a problem. She'd probably get there. I mean, shit, you can starve yourself. You get as low as you want. She'd get to a buck 15 if she wanted to. It's rehydrating enough to do anything the next day. Yeah, so be one day turnaround. Like can't use an IV. Have to roll her out in a, in a, you know, uh, a stretcher and then just kind of undertake her. As she got to rise from the dead. Mayweather hyperbaric freezing chamber shit. Yeah, no, that that fight. As much as I want to see it, I just don't see it happening. And I see I, it happening next summer. I don't. UFC two hundred at one thirty five. Yeah, I think Cyborg cuts to one forty. This is my whole theory on the whole shit. Is Dana White won't book it just off the strength. Because once you book it, you're locked in. So if she comes in seven pounds overweight, like Cyborg weighs in 142, then Cyborg's just going to say, the hell with it. Take my purse. Take the 40%. I'm not going to cut anymore. And we're still going to fight the next day. And then she'll come in at 165 and just try to crush Ronda because the win means more than the money. And even taking 40% of a UFC pay-per-view purse is way better than anything she's ever gotten in Invicta. So yeah. she can just come in and just say, fuck the weight. She can just come in at whatever she wants. So he wants to make her get down to the weight once beforehand so he can see how close she can get. And then, okay, it's safe enough to put Ronda in the octagon against her. So I think if she cuts down to 140 for her Invicta fight in December, Dana would be like, 140 is good enough. Get Try to get down to 135. If you hit 138, 139, the fight's on. We take a little bit of your purse. We're good. You're not going to kill Ronda because you're not going to be 143, 145. And I think that's what he wants to see. And it's good to have her make weight one time in Invicta. If she can't make 135 once, make 140. And then we'll worry about 135 after. 
Yeah, it's, it's really a battle of uh, patience at this point. Because, like, Ronda's going to fight Misha Tate. Seems like it's going to be the end of, end of the year, December card, January card, the one in Vegas. Well, December 12th was announced, UFC 194. Ronda's not on it. They're, they're, dude, this is that's in Vegas. That fight's not happening here because they have like a an opera booked that night. So they're not gonna move like. Oh, they moved it to December twelfth. December fifth was uh, Bocelli. No one moves Bocelli. Yeah, you know you um, don't move Bocelli. So it's now December twelfth. It's not happening in Dallas. December twelfth, McGregor Aldo. Yeah, but Dana said Ronda's not on the card. No, not on that card. Yeah, so, so she gets to January third. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Use that end of the year fight. She gets that with Misha Tate. She trucks Misha Tate, which means I have to put Wyman Rockhold. That That'd seems like that seems likely. Yeah, probably the next one. And that's they what I want to see. Pair. Yeah. Yeah. Rockhold so. and Wyman just been trash talking each other on Twitter too. So I'd love to see it. I mean, just and then if, if Rhonda beats Misha, that means Rhonda goes and films a movie. <laughs> like she's gonna do something. Maybe she'll go see Bocelli. I don't know. Whatever she does, and then you know, you kinda of figure it out. It's just a matter of whose patience runs out. If Rhonda's patience runs out and she's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll fight her. Then the fight'll happen. But if she doesn't run out of patience, then she'll just keep on beating up I don't whoever they put no, in front of No, but then it becomes the Mayweather-Pacquiao situation. I've had more people who have no clue what the hell UFC is, let alone the intricacies of MMA, hit me up like, hey, is Ronda going to fight Cyborg? Oh, it happens all the time. And I'm just like, when the hell did you learn the name Cyborg? Like and three hilarious. weeks ago? Because nobody's ever seen her fight. Like Most no. people are like, ah, she's Cyborg, so she has to be tough, right? Oh. Every article I've written the past two weeks about Ronda, people are like, oh, she's just ducking Cyborg. She's scared of Cyborg. And I just feel like commenting back to all these people who read my shit and be like, have you seen Cyborg fight? Because like, I feel like you're just building the hype off of something you've never seen before. I had a like a 16-year-old girl on Twitter was like chasing me down. <laughs> like... Because I was talking Never about Floyd good. Mayweather, who who Floyd Mayweather has it far. She was like, well, what about Ronda Rousey? I'm like, this is, doesn't even compare. Ronda's like 11 fights into her MMA career. Floyd's been fighting for 19 years. I can give you a list of people that Floyd didn't fight for one reason or another. Ronda doesn't have that power. She fights whoever Dana puts in front of her. Yep. And then she beats him up. So and she was like, nope, then why won't she fight Cyborg? I'm like, really? Like, do we? I'm like, and I, I didn't realize she was 16 at the time. Then I looked, I'm like, who the hell is this like trolling me? And she was like 16. And she was just really like Rhonda's ducking cyborg. And I was like, that's fascinating. The internet's like a horrible thing. It's an amazing thing. No. Hey, you know, cyborg is listed as like 30 years old. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. She has the Little League Dominican yeah. AIDS disease. <laughs> I'll never believe that shit. <laughs> Yo, Ever. I remember when I watched the World Little League World Series as a kid, and it was like Cuba was in the championship, and they found out like kid was like 19, and it was like, oh, they listened to Yo, him. Oh, you like remember 14. Danny Almonte? Yeah, hell from the yeah. Bronx? Who doesn't remember my Danny Almonte? He was like 15. But he was tossing heat. Yeah, he was throwing like 80-something mile an hour fastballs. Like, no. What the hell is Daddy Almonte? I never know. made it, huh? He's a senior citizen now. That's a damn shame. I'm telling you. like Right Cyborg, now, if I go to a club in Washington Heights, guarantee I see Danny Almonte. Does anybody know who he is? Him, mad Twitter, Instagram chicks, just hoping to get chose by Joe Budden. And <laughs> that's the entire dynamic of Washington Heights right now. That's That's... Bad. I'm just saying. I, I can call it right now. Danny Almonte, Joe Budden, and a bunch of Twitter, Instagram chicks with a round body parts. Real? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Absolutely. Straight from not. the Dominican. But hey, if you can touch it, it's real. Damn. Nope. Just just letting you know that that is a qualification. If you can put a hand on it, it is real. All right. So UFC. Let's wrap it up. Because we're going to wrap up the segment. You got me talking about body parts. You always get me sidetracked. I didn't do this. This uh, is all you. So there was a UFC card last weekend, OSP. I thought this is what the fight between Ovin St. Prince 
and uh, my boy Patrick Cummins was going to look like. Absolutely not. I thought OSP was going to get tired. He was going to get worn down. He was going to get out-wrestled, and then he was going to not get finished, but it was a three-round fight. I thought it was going to go this way. He, he didn't. He knocked out Cummins and then moved up. But now we saw exactly what happened to him. Well, Glover Teixeira is just no joke. You know, I mean. He's not the greatest wrestler in the He league. doesn't have to be. The problem is, uh, like, as much as I like OS, OSP, St. Prue is a little wild with his strikes. It, he can hurt you, which he did. He caught Glover a few times. But when you fight somebody who's seasoned and composed, Glover's got a nice chin on him, too. Like, he can take a punch. I, I wasn't too concerned with that fight. I figured St. Prue was going to lose. Um the Michael Johnson fight was it was a terrible decision. The rest of the card. Oh, oh Sarah, McMahon, Sarah McMahon went over there and got trucked. <sighs> She's over. Like, Ronda ruined her life. Yeah. She might never bounce back from that fight. I, I don't know how she'll do it. I mean, it, it's funny because women's MMA, it's like you, you, have a, you, have some, you have a few chances to get another title shot because the division is so thin. But you just can't go out there and get knocked out. Yo, she got finished. I was just like. This isn't what was supposed to happen. Like, she thought she was one fight away from another title shot. Of course. Like, oh, the Ronda thing happened too fast. It was just a bad game plan. I need another shot. Ronda would beat her again. Well, Ronda will beat everybody 15 again. seconds. And that's what Ronda does. She's going to beat your ass 12 times if she has to. Well, if you ask Twitter, she won't be Cyborg. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't wait to see it. And uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about wrestling. Yeah, we got to talk some pro wrestling. I feel like last week we didn't talk any wrestling because we had Virgil on and our fucking minds were warped. Yeah. So this kinda, is like the first like in-depth wrestling we get to talk in like two weeks. That's true because we, I mean, you know, we talked a little G1 Climax. I'm trying to, still still behind. There's just no way I'm going to catch up. Still got to talk about some WWE and then uh, ROH and NXT. A lot of initials Brooklyn. going on. I mean, there's four, what, four events in Brooklyn in three days? Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be some indie promotions popping up too. We'll talk about all that. All right, so stay tuned after the break. We're talking wrestling and we're talking hip-hop. Yeah, Compton. Compton Woo! took over the world. So we'll talk that when we come back. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to The Corner. I'm Kel Dansby. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Kel Dansby. Simple as hell. It is Andreas Hill. If you don't follow me, at Andreas Hill, you're a fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, day. there you go. There you go. Uh, so, we told you we were coming back, talking wrestling, and that's what the hell we're here to do. So, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Divas push, because that shit takes up, like, a third of Raw now. It's on for an hour. Yeah. Shout out to Bay though. Still on Sasha Banks. Either. Sasha Banks is going to come on the show. Really? I, if I could get Virgil, I can get Sasha Banks on the show. That's true. That's true. Like, I, I guess you could use that as your, your ace in the hole. But like, what? You're not gonna, I got Virgil. Like, how can I not get you? For a sec- yeah, exactly. Like, come on, Sasha. Vir- Virgil's the leader of the NWO. So, you can come on the show. I, I guess, like, yeah, let's talk about Raw. I mean, Undertaker Lesnar, we're about a week out from SummerSlam. And it NXT. still feels weird to me. Like, it... It kind of feels like those CM Punk days where the champion doesn't headline the major pay-per-view. I, it always rubbed me the wrong way. Like, now Rollins is getting the short end of the stick? Like, I don't understand. Title I mean, versus title should be a headlining 
match. Nah, Lesnar versus Taker. Like, if you watch the network special where they, they show this Taker versus Lesnar buildup, you'll agree with me because it was very well done. It's just it's just a bigger match. Like, as much as Rollins, the title versus title match sounds great, everybody's here to see Lesnar and Taker go at it. Like, Brock Lesnar is a savage. And when you watch this package and you just watch Lesnar's just, like, suplexing people out of their shoes for, like, two years, you're like, okay, I get it. But that's all he got. He really got three moves. And well, I'm now not knocking does. him. But he has three moves. Yeah, he was was a much better wrestler. Yeah, now he now doesn't he need three paid moves. a shitload to yeah. come in, do, do what, two suplexes and yeah. an F5. German suplexes, he'll punch you in the face a few times, and yeah, he'll F5 you. Like, his way of catching people in F5s, like, I'm telling you, you got to watch this special. It's, it's amazing. I just don't know. I, I don't know how Undertaker beats Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I'll give him and Taker credit. They always do, like, uh, the homage to MMA. Yeah. Where they'll go through and they'll like roll a little bit on the ground and it'll be like Kamora Lock. It'll be a Google Plata. Yeah, yeah, they'll do yeah, all that just, shit. Just mad dope shit. So, I mean, we'll probably see that again and take her look 58 years old, 59 year old. Yo, he's old as hell. I mean, so we didn't get much of it this week again. Next week, they'll both be in the same building. Ooh. Yeah. Like, we're, like we're doing them in the same building. Paul Heyman is going to cut some kind of amazing promo and they'll probably be a near brawl again. That's that. I heard we might see the American badass taker come back. Damn, okay. Which would be fucking no horrible. No thanks. Not Limp Biscuit Undertaker. No, I, I still cool I it. even hate the little stupid Mohawk. Yeah. That shit is so stupid. Like they should have just gave Undertaker a lace front so he could come back with like the crazy long hair. Yo, I tell you, just just throw a weave on him real quick. There'll be wig. some girl right off the <laughs> rip be like, yo, he's got a lace front on. I well, can see the net. Like what? she would have been like, yo, that's laid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Undertaker's lace front is late. Oh shit! No, I'm telling you, that's what Undertaker needs, yo. Because the long hair, like Ministry of Darkness, Taker is still the best Taker. That Taker could have took Brock. That's believable. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. Again, like I said, I don't know how Taker wins this match. It'll be something like spooky lightning coming from the sky. Or maybe Kane will come help. I don't know. Ooh, if it wasn't stupid ass corporate Kane and like Kane, like red mask, fire and brimstone, Kane came back. I wouldn't mind that. See, it makes sense. Um, Rollins cut a good promo on Raw. Very good promo. Uh, the little picture of Cena. Yeah. Like him just doing the voiceovers was fucking dope. That was great. It took me back. I don't know if anybody remembers the time because Benoit is taboo. Chris Benoit was a uh, – Chris Benoit and Jericho had a rivalry. And Jericho had like Benoit on the Titantron and had like Benoit in a, in a boat. Benoit, it was like weird. He was like 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 herding sheep, and he like <laughs> Jericho used to be the king of that stuff. It took me back to that. Rollins cut a good promo. Um, then he had a great match because after the triple threat match with Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Randy Orton, which was actually really good, really good. Man, Kevin Owens can go. Like just seeing a big man do those moves is insane. Yeah, and he always I, debuts like a new move every week. And we'll talk about this, this Kevin Owens issue too because I've heard the locker room and, and the brass are split on what to do with Kevin Owens, but. After that, Rollins has a great match with Randy Orton. And Orton catches him in a flying RKO, and then Sheamus comes and fucks it up. Of course. Got to build that shit. Why? Sheamus is terrible. Yeah, he's horrible. They love him. It's like Ryback, though. Yeah, there's those two guys I can see just go. Bye. <laughs> just fall <laughs> off the planet. But Samoa Joe comes up and... I hope so, because... And uh, Uha Nation. Oh, we... we Apollo... Apollo Cruz. So Vince McMahon strikes again. Vince McMahon... Only knows two types of black people. <laughs> this is just a fact. He knows black people from 80s movies. And he knows any black person who has crossed over to mainstream America. So he was like, yo, 
this is a black dude with muscles. What other two black dudes with muscles have I seen in my life? He's like Apollo Creed and Terry fucking Cruz and white chicks. That's it. He was like, oh, the black guy with muscles needs a name. Apollo Cruz. There you go. That easy. Yeah, I saw the name and I was like, eh, it sounds cool. But then I f- kind of like if he starts pop locking and yeah. doing like the the bouncing titty dance, I'm out of here. See, yeah, I'll be out too. Um, right behind you. The uh, pause. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that Terry Crews had tweeted uh, uh, like Uha, I guess I gotta call him Apollo Crews now. Like, I have to call him Finn Balor and all this other nonsense. But I just thought it was weird, and I felt like. He could be doomed right off the rip. Like, he could be doomed to never be anything but, like, an upper mid-carder. He could have had, like, a more coonish name, though. Let's let's be fair about Well, of that. course. I mean, he could have been, like, you know, Sambo. Like, yeah, like, they the could have kept Uha Nation and just put him in, like, a grass skirt with a fucking huge mask and a blow dart. That would be so disrespectful. It would have. But that's why Vince, Uha, he must be African. He just gave him a fucking lion. <laughs> of course, from Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> they had the whole coming to America scene down the ramp. NXT's budget's getting pretty big. Yeah. They would have had just nothing but like just the coming to America dance girls with the little feathers on their hair. Yeah. Uh, come out with the lion on his shoulder. What, what was that shit that he had on his shoulder? It was like. It, a, it was a lion here, the lion. The yeah. lion head. Yeah, yeah. Uha from Zamunda. It they could happen. All out. I would laugh for about five minutes till I realized what was happening because I, I, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> oh, shit. That's wrong. <laughs> like, all that shit is wrong. Cut it out, Vince. But yeah, um, going Apollo back to Cruz. Fuck. All right, we'll go back, back to Raw. We'll, we'll talk about NXT in a minute because we don't know who he's debuting against. He's gonna truck somebody. Yeah, it's squash match. Yeah, definitely be a squash match. But Raw, we also had um the return of Ryback, your best friend. Um, Fucking Ryback with Daniel Bryan in the Miz TV. It was cool. The crowd was kind of hot all night, which was cool to yeah. see them. Pretty I want live. the Miz to win. Is that I, bad? I'm to the point where I want the Miz to win the belt. I don't care. Like, I've reached I, that point. I want them all to fall off the planet. Big Show got to go. Like, just all of them roller skate off the planet. What the hell is the Big Show still doing in title contention? He is, like, he's the he's enhancement talent. He's always the guy that's like, oh, you're hot right now. Well, who do you beat to prove that you're hot? The Big Show. But you don't enhance a champion. Yeah, you do. Because he's right back. Then his ass shouldn't be champion. Like, it really shouldn't. No. But Bray Wyatt can't get a belt. And then you see someone... Like Kevin Owens, they don't know what belt to put on him. How about you give someone with talent a belt? Cesaro can't get a damn belt, but Ryback is running around parading a championship. Doesn't make any sense. But like going to the Kevin Owens thing real quick. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but Randy Orton made a jab at his weight. Yeah. And that has to do with the locker room right now because some of them just don't feel like his body's, you know, upper mid card, like main card status. They feel like he could be just a mid-carder. His weight is holding him back. And I think that's the wackest shit in the world. That's so fucking stupid. Because Kevin Owens can go. Like, everybody sees it. Like, the crowd was chanting fight Owens fight throughout his match. Yeah, and he's supposed Orton. to be the heel of the whole group. So why at, why are we at this point where we're looking at this man's weight when, like, Mick Foley had won a title? Like, leave Kevin Owens alone. Like, that shit makes me mad. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> like, if he can go, let the man go. Like, let him do his thing. Because some like, part of his, like, shtick. That's, that's what I'm what saying. Him, like, the, the, you know, the prize fighter, the everyday man kind of thing. I fight for my family. Like, he looks like he has a fucking family. Right. Like, he looks like he's middle age. He, he like wears dad jeans. He's like that guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He wrestles in basketball shorts. Yeah, basketball shorts and, and a, a cutoff. Top. Yeah. <laughs> Like, who cut off shirt. Like, he could walk on the, the court right now over there right on now. Paradise, and I go out there and be like, yo, you want to hoop? Next. 
Yeah, he'd be like, he he probably put you in the post and box everybody out. One of those His guys. Mid-range game is just deadly. Old man strength guy. He's Terry one of those Pickett. guys. Yeah, he's, that he's guy. one of those guys. Lots of layups. Lots of layups. People can relate to that. Like, everyone doesn't need to be Randy Orton, like, 18-pack nah. type shit. Like, no, nah, it's not real. No, and then you look at someone who's the epitome of, like, uh, I guess a good body, like Neville. But what? Neville's too short. Yeah, he's tiny. So now he's a flyer. And then you have... Dean Ambrose. Like, everyone has a different body type now. Like, Roman Reigns has the prototypical look for a wrestler. Of course. His ass can't escape the mid-card. No, not now. He can't cut a damn promo. If he could talk like Owens, he would have had the belt two years ago. Yeah, Kevin Owens is, I mean, he's got the charisma. Like, his his promo that he cut on NXT with, uh, who who was he talking to? I can't remember. He was talking to um, Michael Cole. He's talking to Michael Cole. Oh, Cole. About uh, you know, putting out the ladder match. So now yeah. we got a ladder match next Oh, the one on one interview. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just watching him, I'm like, dude, he's just so believable. Like he makes his stuff look easy. Like, why would we hold him back? Because he's just him. Like, that's the thing. It's like not a character. That's what's like so dope kind of about Bray and like everyone else. when you can be a little bit of yourself or yourself entirely, it's so much more relatable. Yeah. Like I, Seth Rollins is an asshole. Like, I don't want to see him go face. Like in real life, he's an asshole. He thinks he's the best. He thinks he should be champion. He thinks he's better than everyone else who's been wrestling their entire life. And that's perfect for a heel. Like, just let him be an asshole. I I'm perfectly fine with what they're doing. And Dean Ambrose is kind of fucking crazy. So just yeah. let him be crazy. Like, that's what's so good about wrestling now. But they're still in that weird period where like Vince has his thoughts and ideals and he remembers and has a flashback of the good old days every now and then and wants that. But it's changed. Like, people want to just see real stuff. They want reality television yeah. out of this. They don't want soap opera. I, like I said, I don't understand it because you look at a guy like Cesaro who's got the build, but he doesn't cut the promo. So I know Vince is like, if I could only put together Kevin Owens and Cesaro, I'd have the perfect wrestler. Well, you don't. Just deal with what you got. Cesaro's getting better on the mic. Yeah, but he, I liked him on Raw this week. He's good. Like, I mean, no, he's not going to be The Rock. Like, nobody's going to be The Rock. Nobody's going to be Austin. Nobody's going to be Jericho. But let Cesaro be Cesaro. People like good wrestling. I tune in because I want to watch the wrestling. Uh, run Owens Run or whatever. Like, that shit is dope. Like, yeah. he, Cesaro got like a nice little thing going. There's, yeah. There's not going to be the perfect wrestler. To be fair, like, to be honest, CM Punk was probably the perfect package for this generation, and they didn't want him. So stop trying to find or create the next perfect wrestler. That's true. Like, they're trying to be like, oh, man, if we can create Roman Reigns to be... like, No, let Roman Reigns be what Roman Reigns is. Exactly. Because if you wanted the perfect wrestler, CM Punk's not small by any means. Like, he was the perfect wrestler. Promos, what, top five wrestler in the world at that point? And yeah. It, like, you had a guy who can go. He can carry matches. He made everyone else look better. He can talk on the mic. Everything was there, and you guys shitted on him. So now just let people be them. It's a bunch of character people now. You're not going to have a superstar per se. And they don't need it. No, nah, you got a bunch of good guys. Let them go. Let these guys that look like everyday men that we can relate to, let them wrestle. Let them go. I dig it. So I wouldn't mind seeing one more belt come back, though. I feel like they're belt short. I, no, I don't, I don't want to see a bunch of belts. Like, one more, what do we need? Like, like well, you want the hardcore title to come back? I wouldn't mind a hardcore title, but there's not, that's not PG. No, it's not. So you can't have a hardcore title, but uh, what a cruiserweight? Not like they used to have what the um, shit. They used to have like some dope titles. Like WCW had some really. I dope mean, titles. the TV title. TV title wasn't bad. TV title was yeah. Right. Give it to someone like Ryback or a title like the next NXT guy can like kind of transition with. 
Like you True. just know the next best NXT guy always wins this belt. Um, unless they all carry up the NXT title and have NXT open challenges. <laughs> and it's just fluid. But they need one more belt. Kevin Owens having that NXT title changed oh, yeah, the whole dynamic thing. of the rivalry. Right. Just having one more belt built uh, a star. The dude was naked. He's naked without it. He you is. Know, you you kind of watch him and it's like, eh, he kind of needs that belt. So having one more belt would be great. Now, Which, if you use the NXT title that way and have people just fluid between rosters, like Owens has to fight in Brooklyn twice, two nights in a row. Damn, three. If you count Monday Night Raw. Right. He's going to fight three nights in a row in Brooklyn. So it's like, uh, you should probably get another belt somewhere. If you're going to keep the IC title on Ryback and just waste that shit. Well, see, that's, that's why I don't think we need another belt. Just get it off of Feed Me More. I don't want to see him with no time. I don't want to see him and Miz and Big Show. Like I said, they can all fall off the planet. I won't miss them. Not a bit. You get that belt to Owen, Cesaro, you let those guys go, Neville. Like, yo, what happened to Wade Barrett? Remember Wade Barrett won he King lost, of the Ring? He lost to the black man. He lost to R-Truth. You lose to R-Truth, you're never heard from again. Nah, you, you just waste. And Vince loves it. Ha, ha, ha. You lost. <laughs> R-Truth um, with his jig. The jig is never up with him. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is in play every week. I don't know how this guy still gets work. But, I mean, like I said, aside from that, Raw was it was a good Raw. We still got another week left. They they managed to do something what I didn't expect. Before the pay-per-view, I was like, remember, I was like, damn, this is like, what, five weeks until SummerSlam, six weeks? Yeah. How are they going to keep me interested? And they've had some good shows. I just don't know, like, hopefully SummerSlam is good. And we will preview it next week. It yeah. should be. should be good. That tag team title match with, you know, the Wyatts versus Ambrose and Reigns, like, it's not good unless we see an Ambrose heel turn. Like that buddy-buddy shit and family and all she that stuff. corny. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's only good for so long. But you know what? Speaking of t- you said tag teams. New Day, I think every time I watch New Day, I just start laughing. New Day rocks. I mean, between that, just the way that they, everything. Did you see Big E dance this week? Oh, Big E got to move. He got rhythm. Dude was huge, though. Everything just looks unnatural. <laughs> that guy is huge. That's a weird like tag team match. They got like what's like a fatal four way tag teams. Yeah, Los right Matadores now. like nobody likes them. They don't like themselves. No, Lucha Dragons are in there. Lucha Dragons should win it, but they won't. They won't. It's so it'll be New Day or Primetime players. It's it's like they could just have a tag team with the title. They're just like to. buying time until the Usos come back. And they just yes. love the Usos because they're on that damn reality television show. Yeah, that's true. As long as they're on Total Divas, they will hold the tag team titles. Because yep. they're popular, they're Samoan, and I don't know, girls love that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, all in all, Raw was solid. Um, NXT so, happened, though. NXT was it was good. It, it looks was like cool. it looks like we're going towards a Bailey having the title. Yeah. You know, her beating Charlotte was great. She's going to beat uh, Becky, Becky Lynch, Lynch coming up, I'm assuming, and then she gets to fight Bay in Brooklyn, and she'll be Bay's going to have to drop the belt. They don't let her carry a damn belt anyway. That's weird to me, that she appears on Raw and never carries the nope. title. Uh, she carries it only on SmackDown, which is weird. You're so right. every week at SmackDown, she has a belt. Too Raw, bad. They nobody do not allow it. Yeah. yeah. Too like, bad. So watches. it's weird. It's like Kevin Owens got so much hype off of having a belt, the same damn belt for all purposes. And then you don't let Sasha Banks parade the belt out. Nah, like good. she's already, it's bad enough you stuck with the all black crew. One chick who doesn't speak at all, and then the other one who's just hitting people with her ass. Yeah. So now Sasha can't even rock with her belt. Like have her have a woman's open challenge or some shit. Like, they could have played the exact same Cena, Kevin Owens storyline all over again they with the Divas. They could have done all that. Yo, and this shit would have worked like gold all over again. Speaking of the Divas, 
You see how they had to change their name from submission to sorority? Because yes. <laughs> and like no one's going to notice. What is it? PBC? What? Their new name. Yeah, it's like their initials. It's yeah, corny as hell. PB and J. I but, don't know. Dude, there was submission sorority and people were like, that's a porn site. Like, <laughs> like, oh shit. Like nobody knew this when they said the name. Just gonna Google it. Submission sorority. Yeah, submission <laughs> sorority. It's like, oh my. Oh, oh god. Oh. Mm. That's that's we not gotta change daily. that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and Paige looks like she could have been a suicide girl, right? Oh, Paige does. Paige would have been a hot suicide girl. She probably has. Becky Lynch is hot, too, though. Becky Lynch is probably the hottest out of all three. So you look at the submission sorority, like, they would have been all over Pornhub in, like, real life. Oh, yeah. Something about the red hair on on Becky Lynch. She got it. So, yeah. Kudos to you, WWE, for figuring it out too late and then realizing, like, oh, shit, all these eight-year-olds have just Googled porn. (laughs) Good job. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs> what the hell, Sandow? Uh, why the hell are you worried about Sandow? I'm he's just still, curious. I saw him on a, a special on WWE Network, and he was still acting like Macho Man. See, mm, just unless he comes and trolls the Miz again, I don't need to see Sandow. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, he, him, Adam Rose is supposed to be going back to uh, the Lion Killer, which I guess is like a big thing now. Like you can't kill lions. I like, guess. Yeah, I guess it was like all over Twitter. Like Twitter <laughs> activists just jumped on that shit. Like. There's lions dying. Hey, like, look. A lion started trending. Like, I was like, who the f-? Like, if your name's not Mufasa, I give a shit less about you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dude, but. first of all, shout out to everybody in Ferguson is going through it. Yes. Um, especially after yesterday. It feels like I got to rock a lion outfit to get respect in this world. <laughs> <laughs> like, as a black man, it's like. You get shot quicker as a black man than a lion. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I wear a lion outfit, everybody will feel bad for me. If I come out as Dre, they'd be like, no. Andreas? <laughs> no, you're Mufasa. Oh, poor lion. He was a national treasure. Black man? Never a national treasure. NWA? Not a national and treasure. Of course, the WWE is like, oh, people hate something? Let's run with it. Let's run with it. Let's make a guy a lion killer again. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time. Adam Rose, go back to your fucking Justin. What is it? He had like a horrible name. Forgot the If you know it, tweet me. But yeah, he's going to be a lion killer again. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Well. Good timing, I guess. Right. The good shit, Vince. I swear, Vince just trolls Twitter. Like, he just goes on Twitter. He's just like, what is going to make people mad today? Yeah, you know he doesn't troll Twitter. He's like, Triple H, what do you see on Twitter? And Triple H's got to read it to him and shit. I see a gif of a gif, a gif. I don't know what to call it, Vince. <laughs> just just read it to me. It's not. It's a moving picture, Vince. Tweet them. They explain this. Yeah, yeah. You need to tweet everybody. Tweet them all. You know Man. he doesn't say tweet. Uh, he, he might say twit. No, uh, twit. Yeah. Uh, twits. Twitter. Idiots. <laughs> Peasants. I mean, like, he calls Donald Trump, ha, 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 we're rich. <laughs> Yo, yeah. he had a billion dollars again, by the way. This McMahon is once again a billionaire off of our nine ninety nine a month. Can we push him to the top. Yeah, I can, oh well. So back to the racism. Dude, it doesn't, like, this, it's one of those things, like, eh, whatever. Racism sells, man. Yeah. Like, he, didn't, he lost a billion dollars. New Day and primetime players became champions. He's a billionaire again. I'm telling you, not a coincidence. I'll, I'll protest in Ferguson tomorrow. Watch Raw the next day with a bunch of coons. It, it's just I don't know what, what's wrong with me. I don't, it's it's ingrained at this point. Yeah, ingrained. Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about some of the Brooklyn stuff before we move on. Even though we're going to get in depth next week, uh, we have ROH and NXT on the same night. Yeah, which is it's, I feel so bad for ROH. NXT tickets are going for a G. I saw stuff up that I saw floor seats are going for like one to two Gs. Sold out the Barclays, and I bought my ticket for eighty bucks. Two tickets were like together were a hundred, and with fees were like a hundred and eighty bucks. I am selling the shit out of those tickets. That's the come up. 
That is a come up. That's just like WrestleMania status. Yeah, like, dude, it was crazy. Look, first of all, those tickets are not going to go for two Gs. They're going to have to drop the price. They'll probably, I mean, whatever it is, it's going to be more than eighty bucks. Six hundred. That's but that's what I'm looking at. I'm not trying to get rid of these tickets for like six hundred dollars. Like, I'll just watch it on the network. It's free. Free on the network. Well, nine ninety nine. But I, you know, <laughs> I live with it. Like shit, whatever. Y'all want to go watch and have floor seats? Good for you. You want to spend a what a seven hundred percent markup? You can have it. <laughs> not me. I'll sell them. I mean, Finn would be dope to watch in person. Not that dope. Hey, the ladder match with him and Kevin Owens should be excellent. Going to be great. $700 excellent? No, thank you. His entrance just on a... I'm guessing it's going to be similar to the SummerSlam stage. They're going to have to build like a a huge stage. Like, it's a huge stadium. It might be something different. Or a huge arena. Yeah, so I mean... You never know. We might... like For those who don't watch... Never watch Prince Devitt, the guy has like a million different body paints. So you mm -hmm. never know what he could come out as. That whole demon predator type thing... He might do something else, and he I'm might. I'm I'm here for it. He might take it back to like the black and white, like with the spade joint. That that was dope. I'm here for it all. So we see what comes out uh, in Brooklyn, and then ROH that same night we have you know some of the New Japan fighters coming over. Yeah, weird weird match. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, who's been injured on G1 Climax, which we'll talk about, and hasn't been having necessarily the greatest matches. Um, but he should be all healed up. He's tag team with Jay Lethal against Red Dragon. Which, in all intents and purposes, I don't understand this match. Because Nakamura is going to be over. I guess Lethal's over in a way, even though he's a heel. And then Red Dragon's like the tag team that is over. Nakamura here has to be a heel, though. Nah. Here? Yeah. No. Nakamura has to be a heel. He's too if he over. moved here permanently, he'd be a heel. He's too good. He's too good to be a heel. No way. With that work. gimmick? That gimmick is great. He'll be a heel. Nope. Easy. Like, him and Jay Lethal would be on... It's like a heel heel versus Red Dragon, and they're the faces. Yeah. I mean, like, again, final battle in New York. I wish I was there to go to that, but it's like with going up against NXT, you're going to lose. Roderick Strong against uh, Okada, that's going to be a great match. Great match. But nobody's going to be there to watch it. It's going to be people who couldn't get NXT tickets. And Okada's having a good run. Like, if I had to put in, you know, my two cents, he wins Climax this year. He's not. He's a champ. He won't win. He won't win. You can't win if you're the champ. No, you can. I, I just don't like, think wait, he does. What, what I just don't think he does. Like if he, like G one this year is is if anybody's watched like Naito from like years, um, he was like the boringest like wrestling character. And now that he's got this whole I don't give a damn mode, he's been so good. Yeah. And I want to see him win, but it, it it still looks like Nakamura is gonna win. It's like the way they're kind of shuffling the deck is to make sure that Nakamura comes out in his block. And then wins and goes to Wrestle Kingdom. I was about to say, like, they gave him, like, odd breaks. Like, Well, he's been hurt. Yeah, so it, it was it was weird. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to still go. and he, he should win. I mean, AJ Styles, again, is putting on a show. Him versus AJ Styles should be the final. Um, or one of the final couple of matches. That's going to be great. Yeah. Got to tune in for that, like, night of. It's just, dude, it's so hard to watch all this wrestling. It's just at a weird-ass time. Like It's 3 in the morning, and then you, have the, to do. then you have the shows that have the fixed camera angle with no commentary. So it's like a standing cam with a wide lens and guys running around and, like, no commentary. And it's weird. And I'm, like, <laughs> watching it. and I'm. And I, That's I, what you just got to throw some shit on in the background. I do. I watch, like, two things at once. Like, yeah. I, like I have you. one thing here and one thing there. Like, I haven't watched True Detective at all this year, so now I'm about to catch up while watching the rest of G1. I haven't watched a single episode this I've year. I've never watched True Detective. So. You're you're crazy. You need to watch season one. Like now. We need to end this show so you can go home <laughs> and watch the first season of True Detective. No, it's HBO. Oh shit. All right. So I'll just go on my HBO. Yes. Go How did you whatever. not watch True Detective? I've never watched True Detective. 
Dude, I don't know. I guess I watch got Netflix. Like I watch all that shit. God damn it! I Kevin. still haven't finished Daredevil. I'm behind in everything. I mean, that's like. okay. But the first season of True Detective. I'm catching up on Power though. Oh really? Finally? Finally. See, one at a time. Are you in season two yet? Uh, beginning of season two. Okay. Second episode. Season but one. But I was guess the ending just happened, in which someone like talked me into DVRing the last episode, or it was this is second to last well, episode. The season finale. Yeah, and weekend. I'm just like, I don't want to watch this shit. I'm catching up to it. Like, now nah, you don't want to do that. Don't that. don't do that. Like. Yeah, I'm right. trying to explain shit to me retroactively. I'm like, no, 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 no let me just no. fucking watch it. Like, I'll catch up in like a week. So here's my thing on Power. The first season of Power, I was like, this is cool, but it's not great. Like, it's it's serviceable. The second season of Power, much better. A lot better. The pacing's great. Power like, Empire. Um, much better. This, I mean, Empire, Empire is like super dramatic for me. And it's like, I like, like, I didn't. Before I kind of put them even, but then like season two of Power came out, and I was like, oh, like this is really good. Like Amari Hardwick's acting is like, the dude's got it. Yeah, yeah, it's legit. And you know, and the bras tune in because he's he's sexing down old girl like every episode, every single time. It's like I don't want to see the dude's butt cheeks anymore. <laughs> like it's, oh, I've had enough. Like I've had enough. Like we can't have a sex scene without this dude's butt cheeks somewhere. The Tory Norton, they keep showing her. Like, all right, I'm cool. It's kind of batshit crazy the more I watch in that show, though. Yeah, dude. Good you, role. You haven't gotten through season two. We're going to talk about Compton because it dropped this week and nothing else, else in music really matters. Like, no, they dude. They kind of fucking took over the whole week. The industry stopped. Any person with a pulse that was like, I'm going to drop a mixtape, reconsidered real quick when that joint dropped. Dropping and shit on Fridays is just not fair either. Like, no, it's not This fair. whole change, like, you just take over the whole weekend and, like, people don't even care about other shit. Nah, and then you get it and then it's dope. I mean, because I got to work the next day, really. Like, you got weekends off. You got to play that shit all day. People yo, loving that shit. The Compton album was better than I expected because I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't know what I was going to get. Um, it wasn't super West Coast. It was very thematic, cinematic, and sound. It was big. It was like a very big, polished album. The production on it is just phenomenal. Which is surprising. I didn't expect it to be polished. Like, I saw all the guest artists. And I saw like so many features and all this shit. And I was like, how do you blend and mesh an album like that? Like, is this shit going to be a DJ Khaled like compilation? Not even every close. song sounds different. But no, it kind of it all yeah. flowed. It, it told like a good story. Like the beats all matched up and everything. I was like, all right, this is dope. Like, yeah. I, I like the way it went. It was a big album. I mean, and like Kendrick was like the glue that kind of brought a lot of things. Because yeah, like King Mez, who people a lot of people don't know. You had Justice, Innocent Pac. You had a... Uh, of course, you had Game and Snoop and John Connor. Game verse was great. Yeah, it, it, you had a, it was a lot of great stuff. My homegirl Candice Pillay, shout out to her. She did it big on the album, um, writing and producing on Medicine Man and Genocide, which is like my two favorite songs. And then Deep Water, which is I think is brilliant. Exhibit comes back on Loose Cannon. Yo, <laughs> Woo! Exhibit, where have you been, Mister X Z? I know Napalm came out, but shit. Once his like voice came on, I was like, oh, yo. I have to, I have this thing about Exhibit. Like Exhibit <laughs> used to be like one of my f- favorite rappers, hands down. Like when when at the speed of life came out, it, it, like he had great stuff. And then it, with like Restless, I was like, eh, I didn't really like Exhibit the same. He wasn't the same MC. If you like go back and listen to stuff with the the Golden State Warriors, Three Car Molly with him, Raskas and and uh, Saphir, amazing stuff. It, it you know this like Guru says mostly the voice, but that dude could rap. And, like, Loose Cannons was a perfect example of what I miss. I, I wish Exhibit would come back to that level. That dude was nice. Production and writing changes a lot, though. I mean, yeah, his budget course. was good enough to, you know, get his shit executed produced by Dre, I'm sure. But, I mean, his old shit wasn't. Like, you know, you go back to 40 Days and 40 Nights. Like, I, I don't remember what year that was. That was a while ago. But, yo, 
that album is great, and it, that's what got him to Dre. You know, doing like at the speed of life with plastic surgery with Raskas and Saphir, like. Yo, Exhibit's dope. And just to hear him on there, I was like, thank God they got that dude. Because I don't want him to be Mr. Pimp My Ride for the rest of his yeah. life. Because he can rap. That dude can rhyme. And that's, I guess that's what brought the L.A. kind of feel into it, the California feel into it, was more the people around the album a little bit. Because like, the music doesn't sound like overly West Coast or L.A. It's not like when you throw on the YG album and shit and you just be like, yo, okay, they just went for a whole L.A. feel. Gang banging. Like, that's yeah. what I feel like the whole album is like gang banging. Like, Drake's 50 years old rapping on this album, and it's like he got a lot of people. Shout out to his ghostwriters. Yeah, everybody. Good shit um, by you. But you see, like, Kendrick, like, the West Coast has changed, and you felt that on this album. Like, Exhibit was, like, Exhibit, Corrupt before him, Razzcast, these were Cali rappers that were sent, well, even though Corrupt was from Philly, but whatever. They sounded... They, they were transcending the sound of the Rust Coast. They made the Rust Coast like super lyrical. So like to have them on this album is still the like, album's still called Compton. It just shows how much the, the culture has changed. And I, I just I I loved every moment of it. And Dre knows how to make a big album. People will argue every day. Does Dre make beats? Then do he produces producers? That's what Dre does. That's what he does. He has the ear. Yeah, like, like yo, that's good. Add this, add that. Yeah, let's He's, turn this up. Let's let's turn that down. He's let's more puff right now than. He's like 90s. Puff's not touching Dre. No, but he's like more of that, like yeah. the, the ear kind of producer, more than he is ninety two. But Dre, no, I like mean, sitting there even even doggy style. Like people know that Daz did a lot of doggy style. Like you can tell by the production. But you know who's twisting those knobs and like, oh, let's change this, let's flip this. Like I know for a fact, like Deep Water when they recorded that, there was the the underwater stuff was people underwater. Like Dre wants that sound. He wants his shit to sound like a movie. So when you hear it, it's like. It's like a movie. It's that kind of polish. You put any song on Compton up to anything that's on the radio right now, it sounds like two different worlds, engineering yeah. and mix-wise. That shit is so polished. Beautiful album. Actually, I need to get out of here because I'm going to go bump that shit. I'm going to play Genocide right now. <laughs> and I got a random thought. Oh, God. Super random. <laughs> I don't never know. goes well. I just want to know if anybody feels this way. I hate police sirens and music. <laughs> and I'm going to explain why. <laughs> So I'm driving home. Anytime I'm driving home, we got something ignorantly loud, and a police siren comes on. I start just driving slow because I think there's gonna be a fucking like cop your heart behind me. A yes, bit. every fucking yo you rappers. Got like three warrants and stop. shit. Stop, like, yo, just stop. Like tire screeching always makes me look around, and police sirens always make me slow down. It's just I don't know if anybody else does that. If you do, let me know. Maybe I'm just paranoid as shit. I just stop doing whatever I'm doing, and I slow the fuck down. And I'll be like, oh, it's just a song. Ha, ha, ha. And it, but it gets me every fucking time. Before we get out of here, though, got to talk about the passing. Sean oh, Price. Sean. P. Damn, man. That was crazy. Uh, I mean, everything was dominated by Compton except this. Like, it's, yeah. the hip-hop world just kind of froze for a second. It was just like, yo, pay attention to someone who really made a difference. I mean, Youngins who listen to Young Thug every damn day. You got to understand, like, Sean Price, like, a lot of people knew, like, the newer Sean Price. And he was still always an underground MC. He was never appreciated for the lyricist that he was. A tremendous sense of humor as an MC. You got to go all the way back to the Helter Skelter days. I grew up, like, boot camp click was my shit. And the first time I heard Helter Skelter, Rook and Rock, Nocturnal, like, I was like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> Rock, Rock had the voice, but Rock had the lyrics. And then from there was, like, when he came out of Sean Price, when I was working at Hip Hop, like, this was an underground hip hop was making this transition. And it was Sean P. I was like, yo, monkey bars, like random acts. Dude has always got it. He's always had it. And like to wake up that morning and see that Sean Price has passed. I met him a couple of times in my life. He was a great dude, great sense of humor. 
you know, he's a father. And the fact that he just, nobody knows really what caused it. Like, he just went to sleep and it was over. Yo, that was it. And just young still. Like, I 43. feel like everyone in a hip-hop generation is kind of young. But, yeah, 43, uh, man. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I don't expect, I don't people I grew up listening to necessarily to pass away yet. Like, everyone was so young. Everyone was making music in their 20s and, and yeah. you know, early 30s and shit. It's just like, they're not supposed to kind of die yet. Not, We're not like that there in a culture. Yeah, not like that. You when usually die tragically. Happen. Like yeah, you usually yeah. get it was a drive by. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something like that happened. Sean Price died in his sleep, and apparently he was like on Twitter joking with Just Blaze like hours before he died. It's just eerie, man. And he's about to drop an album. Songs in the Key of Price drops later this month, and it, like his his album release show was supposed to be at SOBs is now turned into a memorial show, and that's just sad. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Crazy. It's sad, and somebody that's that dope. Who never really got appreciated. I'm just, you know, I just want to tell a lot of people, if, like, if you're listening to the show, go find this man's catalog and just download it. And then t- if you can tell me he's not dope, I got a pimp slap for that ass. Because <laughs> Sean Price, like, P was an amazing MC. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, hip-hop world, we had something great and then, you know, lost, yeah. lost something else. And... uh who knows what the hell is going to happen this next week, though? I feel like every week is different. Like, this I week know. we didn't have too much MMA and boxing to talk about, but stuff just popped up. Geno Smith gets hit in the mouth. and you know That's, that's why we had this podcast, Yeah, bro. right? And Compton comes up and shit, and then we talk for an hour. So Indeed. next week, tune in. We got SummerSlam preview, mm-hmm. all that NXT Brooklyn, ROH Brooklyn stuff, uh, talking about more fights, more Mayweather, more UFC, because UFC 191 is coming up uh, that we're covering here in Vegas. We're going to be out and about next week for Agenda oh, yeah. show here in Vegas. So Trade if you're show. listening and you're here and you are in the fashion world or hip-hop world and you're going to be out in Vegas, hit us up. Let us know. Indeed. We'll come through. We'll probably see you on the strip or something. Buy me a shot. <laughs> so uh, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, The Corner LSN. You can follow me once again, at Kel Dansby on Twitter. Yep, and I'm on, at Andreas Hale. Spell it out phonetically. Yep, we have the mailbag, the corner pod at Gmail. Which That's we haven't utilized in forever. Nah, I got to really uh, put that on my new iPhone. That's why it's not utilized. I got a new iPhone because my shit cracked and the screen was everywhere, and I forgot to upload it to new iPhone. So it's like two weeks worth of shit in there. I will get back on that. We'll talk about that the next episode. Till then, we're out. Peace. Memories on corners with the foes in the moles. Watch up the store for the rose, talking straight forward to hoes. Got uncles that smoke and some put blow up their nose to cope with their lows. The wind is cold and it blows. In they socks and they soles, niggas holding they rolls. Corners leave souls open and closed. Hoping for more, but nowhere to go. Niggas rolling in droves, they shoot the wrong way. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.